What's up, Conroe, and everywhere else, all the way up here in uh, AM Reality? This is Nerd Thug Radio, and you're uh, you're hanging out with Corey DLG and little brother Nico. That's me. We are doing the Nerd Thug thing. Um, how you been, man? I, I've been off for a couple of weeks. It's kind of a I, weird I feeling. Where you been, buddy? I know. We took the week off two weeks ago, and then you gave me the week off last week, man. It was it was. I don't even know, man. I don't know what to do. Uh, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> you know, uh, that scene, okay, so that's from Talladega Nights. That's Will Ferrell, right? Yeah. Um, and that scene is so funny because that's such a real thing. Um, have you ever had the opportunity to kind of be like in local news or something or just like get interviewed by somebody? There's that really uncomfortable thing about like, are my hands going to be on camera? Like, what do I do? Do are they they're going to be in scene? Um, yeah, <laughs> especially if you're standing up, because it's like, do I like pick them up? Do I leave them at my sides and look like a robot the whole time? Yeah, do I gesture still? Like, what? How do? What's the? It is. It's a real. It's a real concern, and then like <laughs> not concern. I shouldn't say concern, but it is a real like. Am I going to look stupid? Yes, yes, you are. You're going. You're going to look stupid, but you should still do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You should still do it. Um. <laughs> so we haven't gotten to cover this story, and I really want to get to it because it it sort of just implies that um, our nihilism is is not for naught. Uh, Japan announced. I think this is at this point like a month ago. That they have a rock on one of their beaches. Oh yeah, the, the demon stone or whatever it's the called. The demon stone that houses a fox demon that's known for ending the world. Um, and the stone did in fact break. Open. So the demon is out. The demon that's known for ending the world is now loose. Out. So that's good. Good news. Yeah, just wrap yourself in it. It's um, it's a story for you. I do love the fact that like it's like, oh man, what could possibly be worse? It's like, well, there goes the demon stone. It's like, well, <laughs> why do I keep saying this? <laughs> yeah, every time we like remeasure the worst thing ever, then then Japan like, and they don't even like. Okay, I know it's not a real story, but I feel like that should have been like a day one story, like the day the rock broke. They should have been like, hey, um. Not a big deal, but we thought we should tell you the demon stone broke. Uh, run that by me. I'm gonna need you to run that back for a second. Are you sure? Yeah, it's totally not a big deal. It's not, I mean, it's a myth that we've told throughout our culture the entire time we've existed. However, it's definitely not based in reality, and there is no truth to it. But the fox that ends the world is now loose. It's like, oh, awesome, love it. Add that so, to the pile. So, so super fictional. However, you've believed it forever, and now potentially the real thing that ties the myth to it is happening. They're like, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be a real deal. It's it's totally fake, and it doesn't actually exist. Right. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> 
What? And just when you think this stuff's starting to get better, it gets worse. Right. I swear to God, if like three months from now we look up and there's a giant fox hanging out in like one of the clouds, like full on, we're just going to be like, ah. You look up, there's a new constellation, you're like, that's not good. Um, who who's drawing the fox a thousand years ago? You know what? Okay, good, good. That's that's handy. All right, Japanese are like that's new. (laughs) That's new, but don't uh don't don't pay attention. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's like (laughs) if these cultures were still around today, and all of their different like, like how many warnings would we get before someone's like, yeah, it's definitely gonna be like. If Norse culture was still around and someone was like, yeah, actually, um, the first step in Ragnarok is when all the serpents leave the island. And yesterday, all the snakes left the island. And it's like, well, that's a good sign. (laughs) Someone's like, so the demons don't open and all the snakes left the island. Coincidences for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing bad's going to happen. Definitely. Well, it was like the Mayan calendar thing. (laughs) Oh, that one drove me crazy because I was of two minds with that one. I was a little bit younger back then, and I still enjoyed a good conspiracy theory every once in a while. Um, But my issue with that was, like, their culture was so old. Yeah. That I was like, plus everything they did was in stone. I was like, maybe they just stopped carving. Like, Yeah, like, 2012 seems like a pretty long time from, like, from from the point that they disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, how how long were they supposed to like make a calendar in stone? They choose a lot about six hundred years and then just quit. Okay, like I mean that's pretty good for now. And then two hundred years from now, if we're still around, we'll do another two hundred years. Yeah, like it's like they went, they went, they went pretty far, right? <laughs> but the, the depressing part is that they stop, right? Obviously, so like someone who's looking at it is like. Okay, but they stopped here. Like, why? Why? Why would they stop here? And it's like, well, maybe that's, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's it, boys. Maybe that's the end of the world, right? Maybe the reason they stopped there is because time stops here. And someone's like, oh my god, they knew, they knew. And it's like, did they know, or was it just that they got tired? <laughs> yeah, and that's my point. Like, I mean, six hundred years in advance—that's pretty good. Yeah, like we don't plan anything like three weeks in advance, right? Like, yeah, let alone six hundred years. As a people, we've gotten bad. Like they've moved the Morbius movie twenty eight times now. They probably shouldn't have made it at this point, right? Like, apparently, the Flash movie's still being made. I don't know how it was supposed to come out six years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's just because Flash is really fast. Ah, uh, you see, he just keeps evading yeah. it. Yeah. But it takes him a long time to film because he moves so fast. <laughs> and cut. Flash, he did the super speed thing again. We got about three seconds of usable footage there. And he's like, but I did the whole film. And they're like, yeah, yeah good job, Flash. Yeah, yeah, great, great. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> also, does this mean that, like, he has to purposely slow himself down? Like, or is it just like an on-off switch? Is he um, always fast? Comic books have really kind of cheated that one a little bit because they, they make it seem like it's an on-off switch, but one that he's perpetually, like, riding the edge of. 
Because I know, like, in Invincible, their their Flash knockoff was his name, Red... Uh... Red Blur Streak or whatever it was. Whatever it is. Like, he was yeah. like, everything is slow to me. Yeah, his life was like torture because he was, like, trapped. So Quicksilver... Oh, excuse me. Oh, my God. Best radio show ever. Uh, Quicksilver does this thing that I that I love. Uh, Peter David, the writer, when he was writing X Factor, Quicksilver had always been written as this really sarcastic, obnoxious, annoying character. And Polaris and Quicksilver are both allegedly childs of Magneto at, at this point in continuity. And they're on X Factor together. And they're having this argument one time. And she's like, what is your deal even? And he's basically is like, have you ever been in line at ATM behind a senior citizen who doesn't know how to work it? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's the worst. And he's like, that's my entire life. And she was like, oh, okay, I can see that. Why are you the worst? Because everyone sucks. No, because... Yeah, because I had super speed, I'm trapped in a world of slightly slower morons forever. And it's like, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, that, that actually that checks out. Like, I buy that. And that's really been the best kind of like in comic book breakdown of super speed that I've ever really kind of enjoyed, where like it truly becomes like a character flaw. Yeah, because it's like you're 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 moving so fast that like normal conversations like must be like take ages for you. Well, everything's awful, right? Like everything would be awful. Like, like okay, go you know go to a McDonald's, right? Like yeah, wait wait the seven minutes in drive through, but you have super speed. It's like. At this point, yeah, and like even like cooking, like you, it's not like right. oh, you could just make your own food. It's like yeah, we like things still take time to heat up. Like right, boil water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you can't even do that. I gotta tell you, man. Okay, I know that I'm not a stupid person. I know uh, that I'm an intelligent human being. Right. Every time I go to boil water, though, it takes just long enough. For me to doubt that I'm doing it right. It just takes a lot longer than you think it does. It, yeah, because listen, I, I made a blue flame on the oven. Like, that should be enough. I don't know. You know, it turns out it is enough. But it's not enough immediately. And that I don't understand how that works. Oh, yeah. Because it takes water longer to heat up. Well, yeah, like... no, I mean, I'm there, too. Like, <laughs> I know that's why it is. However, <laughs> while I'm standing over it, I'm like, why isn't this boiling? Well, like, the thing that's even funnier about that is that, like, changing temperature takes way, not only longer, but way hotter temperatures than you think it does. Right, right. Like, people have said, like, uh, I forget what it was, but it's like, oh, your body's, you know, 98 degrees. You could You could boil water inside your body. It's like, well, no, you can't because... <laughs> The boiling temperature for water is the same as you, but <laughs> to actually boil water, it needs to be like 300 degrees. Right. When you drink a cold bottle of water, it doesn't boil by the time you go to pee. Like, that's not how it works. Right, yeah. It's that the constant awesome. change. It's like how ovens work. Be, like, it would be so cool if, like, steam just came out of people. It's just steaming all the time. 
Yeah, just like like whenever they had to go to the bathroom instead of peeing, they just steamed. <laughs> it's uh, it's really dumb, but like uh, it's just dumb video where it's like, what what is ice? Is ice a rock? What? And, yeah, you know how like you know glaciers like is it a rock? You know, like a stone. <laughs> ice is ice is qualified as a rock, so technically we're lava monsters. Who wait a minute? Who qualified ice as a rock? What does that mean? Who who did that? It's a science thing. Ice is a rock. Something as a rock? I don't know. That's a science thing. That doesn't sound like a science thing. Look it up. I'm I'm gonna be 100 percent right, and you're gonna hate me. <laughs> I mean, I took a geology class. You might be right, but it doesn't. I don't remember anyone saying in class that there's a guy who goes around and assigns what's a rock and what's not a rock. A rock was just like a word for like broken minerals. Nah, dude. Ice is a rock. And maybe water's a mineral. I mean, maybe maybe that is true. It just doesn't sound true. I mean, it sounds stupid. So we are liquid rock beings. Yeah. Right. No, that I believe that at all. Uh, I don't know. I feel like lava monsters are pretty prevalent in uh, media, at least. <laughs> Bump into a lot of those lately. Yeah. Hang out with demon foxes. That's 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 what you're doing. Um, we're gonna jump out to a break here, and when we come back, we got a lot more nerd thug radio coming your way. What's up, Night Owls? Corey DLG here. Wanted to make sure you guys know about the weekly schedule of the Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more right up there at 525 Woodland Square, Suite 130 in Conroe. Every Monday, they're painting miniatures, and on Tuesday, they're rotating between Digimon or Dragon Ball. On Wednesday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! On Friday, they do casual Star Wars play of almost every type of game, including Legion and X-Wing Fighter, and of course, Magic the Gathering and Warhammer on Saturdays. Make sure to go to the Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more, where all the nerds hang out. All right, nerds, let me tell you guys about a good friend of the show, an 11-year veteran who served in Iraq as a sniper and then became one of the coolest jobs in the world. In 2008, he got licensed to be a private investigator, a bounty hunter. I'm talking about scorpioninvestigations.com. Everything from proof of infidelity to sweeping a home or business for bugs, microphones, cameras, bounty hunting, and even doing some bail bonds work. ScorpionInvestigations.com is who you need to contact for your security needs and background checks. ScorpionInvestigations.com Hey guys, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio just letting you know that your party is not complete unless you're using the Sincere Smiles Photo booth. Go to SincereSmilesPhoto.com and go ahead and make a reservation there for a photo booth to have at your party. It comes with all kinds of props and fun things. It can print or even make digital photos for you. And most importantly, if you mention the Nerd Thug Radio ad, you get an additional hour for free when making your reservation. SincereSmilesPhoto.com, the photo booth for your party. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, the only show where two brothers talk about things no one cares about. It's true. I'm going to start working on taglines. I think that's a good one. That's pretty solid. Reasons to listen to the show. Zero. Are you a lava monster? Watch here to confirm. I don't. I don't think. Are you saying we're lava monsters? I don't think yeah. we're lava. Why would we be lava monsters? Because we're liquid rock creatures. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. That is exactly what a lava monster is. I mean, yeah, but the liquid rock in particular that a lava rock monster is is a lava. We would be. We would be a water rock monster. Okay. 
lava monster. <laughs> no, we're not a lava monster. <laughs> I mean, monsters fair, but we would be a water monster. Do you think that's how aliens view us and that's why they don't come? No, I think aliens view us as like the Alabama of space and that's why they don't come. That's fair. I think either of those interpretations is good. I think I think they've seen that we've got 6,000 variations of the same Nick Cage movie and they're like, do they know they only need one of those? <laughs> like they have their own Nick Cage and they have one movie where he's in. Yes. Just they're like, their version of Nick Cage made went to make a second version of it and they went, whoa. We've got one of these. <laughs> they only have national... <laughs> So like, so like when he was like, "What else do I do?" and they're like, "We don't know, but don't come back for this one." <laughs> we don't know, but not this, not this. Uh, by the way, Nick Cage says finally, finally, finally paid off his debt to the IRS. Let's go, Nick. Way to go, man. He did it. Making VOD movies, video on demand movies, is what they call them. Um, filming four films a year since 2014. That's not a short amount of time. No, no, it's not. And the number didn't look that large. Like, I feel like I remember seeing that the number he owed was about seven million to the IRS. The trick is. You have to pay taxes on what you're earning as you pay them back. Yeah. So, it's a bit of a treadmill scenario. Oof. So what? So, eight years? <laughs> Took him eight years to pay back $7 million to the IRS. Making four movies a year. Yeah, I guess that math works out. Yeah, when you say it that way, that sounds... About right. Also, he was talking. Uh, I read an article basically recently. Um, with he's got a movie debuting in South by Southwest. Um, I guess last weekend, and it was it's called The Unbearable Talent, um, or it, Under the Weight of the Unbearable Talent, or something like that. And it's just a it's a fictionalized. He plays like a fictionalized version of how of himself mm-hmm. that like he's the greatest actor ever, and like. The world is obsessed with him, kind of a thing. Yeah, um, I think mm. it's a comedy. I don't know. I don't know enough about the movie. It could be. Yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, it was. I mean, it was true. I mean, Nick Cage is in fact the greatest actor ever. <laughs> it is that movie that he's doing a, a media tour for that really for the first time in a while that people are paying attention to because mm-hmm. South by Southwest. And so, yeah. Oh my story. god, are we having like a convention or something? That's crazy. I know, right? And so, the story did in fact break that that he has now paid off his debt. Yeah, I mean, seven million over eight years to the IRS—that's about. But in the story, he talks about how, you know, it it got to be so bad that like he made a series of movies that didn't do well financially. And then all of a sudden, the phone just stopped ringing. And then he looked up and had all these monthly expenses. Uh, and he listed a bunch of them in, in, you know, their typical Hollywood stuff. But then one of them was he's paying $20,000 a month to try and keep his mom from being mentally institutionalized. 
tough. Yeah, I mean, like everything else, when you don't have all the details, it's easy to laugh. Um, but I think we were all rooting for him in a way too, right? Like we were all waiting for something to break. And these last couple of films have, he has really found a couple of different roles that really worked for him. That's right. Like Spider Noir. Spider, uh, Spider Noir. Um, there was also, what a, Pig was one that like got a lot of attention. Um, and then he does a movie. What's the movie where the what's the what's the video game franchise where the Chuck E. Cheese knockoff animatronics are alive and evil? Oh, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. He ba- he does a movie essentially of Five Nights at Freddy's, except he's the janitor, and he's actually like secretly there to hunt down and kill the evil living animatronics. Genius. Yeah, I when I saw the preview for it, I immediately connected it to the Five Nights at Freddy's and was like, that's really smart. Like who did this? I always I always laugh because that game like comes back so randomly. Cause like the first one came out when I was when the show first started. Like when I was in high school. <laughs> really? Yeah. I did not realize. I didn't realize it was that. I guess old because I like I really learned about it a couple of years ago. They started doing action figures and they were putting them along like the Fortnite action figures, like at Targets and Walmart's and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, what's this?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." And then like I was, I overheard some kid talking to his mom, and the mom's like, "No, you, you were afraid of this game. I'm not buying you the toys." It is true. It, it was weird that like, ah, oh, yes, buy the villain from your game. Yeah, it is, except it's so iconic, right? Because, like, I saw it, I immediately understood the premise of the whole concept. Yeah. Also, he made that game out of spite, which I thought was really funny. What? It, what? Yeah. So, like, he had made other games before. And, and like, people, people didn't were, like him? Well, it, like, they were, they were just, like, they were, like, his first games or whatever. But, like, people were complaining that, like, oh, the characters look so creepy, they look like animatronics. And he's like, all right. All right, you want creepy animatronics? All right. <laughs> <laughs> then he made a gazillion dollars. That's turning a negative into a positive. Right. That's great. Well, listen, like, I'm sure everyone's got weaknesses in their game. And when somebody looks at one of your weaknesses and gives you, like, a perfect illusion or, or a, you know, out for that weakness, you know, Vis-a-vis, uh, your bad guys look like animatronics, like poor. Like, it's like oh. they are animatronics. Like you nailed it. <laughs> you, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean that's smart. That is smart. Oh man. Um, have I told you how much critical role I've been watching? Uh, you keep mentioning every time, so I assume you've just been like nose diving straight into all of it. It's on way too much in the house, way too much now. I've completely caught up on the third campaign, which was 17 episodes. Um, 17, and they're like what four hours a pop? Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Jesus. Um, 
I'm starting the second campaign, and I had already watched through the first campaign enough to when uh, the guy who plays Tiberius left the show, mm-hmm. and the whole community doesn't talk about him at all. As a matter of fact, if you Google like Tiberius leaving Critical Role, because that's the character's name, they literally list him like he's Voldemort. They're like, yeah, the guy we don't talk about left the show episode 22 or whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, what a weird thing to do. But then some people kind of go into it where they talk about like, he struggles with mental illness. It's obvious that he is getting confused or arguing with them and blah, blah, blah. And so, it's, you know, it's just for the best that he not, you know, if he can't be around him, no, don't be around him. <laughs> it's like, okay. But it's just interesting. But yeah, I'm watching a lot. A lot. <laughs> Not even like a lot, a lot. Like a ton. <laughs> <laughs> like probably every day I go through another four hour episode. Just in the background sometimes. Yeah, stuff's happening. You're not like sitting there attentively listening. No, but then like something will happen that will draw me and I'll be like, what's going on? And like I'll backtrack a little bit, and then I'll be watching and watching really intently. And be like, oh man, that's cool. And then like, all right. And maybe, and maybe that's why I could never get into it because that was another thing about like live streaming that I could never get into. So like, everyone who I talk to that listens to that kind of stuff is always like, I have it on in the background, and then I'm and then I'm paying attention. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> it's definitely a different way to kind of view content, like. You're kind of partially viewing content, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure there's people that's that's how they listen to us. I mean, we've got 400 plus episodes now. That's true. I want to say that, but it's like, oh, there's more. There's more of this show than there's like the original Law and Order. <laughs> hey, they're back for a 22nd, 23rd season. It's okay. We're we're still we're still going. We're still ahead. Yeah. All right. You let me know when we fall behind. All right. But they're on the peacock now. Day. Man, I be I you know what else? Oh well we're kinda okay. All right, we're we're gonna jump out and we'll come back and we'll tell you about some different shows I've been watching that have been really interesting to me. Attention, real estate investors. Have you sold properties using seller financing? Call Sal. Do you collect monthly payments from a mortgage note but want a lump sum cash offer? Call Sal. Do you have a rent-to-own property but want to cash out? Call Sal. We pay cash today for your cash flow assets. If you would like a lump sum offer on your asset, please call Sal. We can present a same-day offer so you can get cash in your hands as quickly as possible. Call Sal at M5X Mortgage Note Solutions now. 619-922-0176. 619-922-0176. Corey DLG here of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanted to let you guys know about Dragon's Lair, Houston North. Right there at 21151 State Highway 249, Houston, Texas, 77070. The Dragon's Lair has got a full range of comics and games as well as comics, graphic novels, manga, and one of Houston's largest selections of board, card, and miniature gaming. That's Dragon's Lair right there at 249 in Luetta Road. Come hang out. Let them know Nerd Thug Radio sent you. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, the greatest show made between two human beings ever recorded. It's true. What do you think? Is that is that better than the last one, do you think? Uh, probably. All right, we'll, we'll keep trying them. We'll keep workshopping them. We'll just, we'll find something we can put on a shirt. That's for sure. 
<laughs> um so I'm I'm a streamer. I watch I don't I don't I don't have cable. I stream everything. Uh, uh the normal American now. It's weird if you have cable. Uh I don't know. Like sometimes I think like if I were in a different living situation I might have cable again. The 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 setup here is like I would have to have my own cable box separate from the entire you know unit of a property and that's just kind of weird to me. Um, but other than like, eh, I get it. Uh, the cost—you got to really get value for your cost. I think that's where kind of fall short is they don't maybe they don't really they're less focused on delivering quality. Like, thank you for spending a hundred dollars with us every month, kind of a thing. Yeah, basically the only thing you're getting is like live sports, right? Which man, I do miss. Uh, that is one thing. There's one thing I do love is a good live sport, but by by middle of the football season, most uh, most football days I could catch at least uh, one or two games a day. Uh, so that that still worked out. Um, but a lot of the channels now are doing so, like Hulu is doing one called the Dropout, and it's a it's a long form storytelling. Of the girl who did the uh, uh, Theranos company, ah, uh, yeah. Um, and then it reminds me of inventing Anna, the Anna Delvey story that was on Netflix. Same thing, long form storytelling. Um, I okay, okay. Two things, two things that that are really kind of interesting to me about. Both of them, but then I guess I'll start with with dropout. So, basically, from the start, she is faking it. Yeah. At no point in time does the machine ever do what she says it can do. From the very beginning, right from the jump. That feels stupid. Well, I think it's a perfect example of like just knowing people is way more important. Well, sure, but she's also portrayed as a weirdo, so she doesn't know people. Well, yeah, but she she eventually like, gains the trust of people that, like, dominoes into, like, crazy. Oh, yeah, no, it definitely does. She gets the right people, for sure. But the weird thing is, just from friends and family, she takes $6 million dollars. She could have. Here's what I don't understand. She could have just stayed at Stanford and been building this machine, like for the next two years there. Well, the machine was never going to work. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I don't actually know that the machine never would have worked. I think what they could have done. The parameters they set up meant it was always meant for failure, right? Like yeah. a single drop of blood to, to diagnose everything. Like yeah. instead, what they should have done is from how we already take blood, can we make a machine that on site can do that testing? Well, yeah, but that was that. That's not enough to sell the dream. Because no, really, that's, really, that's what's important. Well, it kind of would have been because, like, okay, so 
here you're currently right now in the medical world. There's a there's a person who will come to your house and take your blood. And then they have to take it to a lab and blah blah blah. Yeah, they'll rob you of your vital or your vital fluids, your life juice. Right. But this happened to me twice when I had my car accident and I was in a hospital. The blood lady came and lost my blood two different times in the same during the same 12 weeks I was in the different hospitals and all that. How do you lose blood? I don't know. It kind of made me really uncomfortable the idea that like there's just vials floating around this chick's car or something. I don't know. And it was different women both times. But both of them came back like two days later and I was like, didn't you come a couple days ago? And she's like, yeah. The first lady said, apparently they didn't get, they didn't receive your samples at the lab. And in my head, I was like, uh, you lost them? Uh, uh, the no, she's lady a vampire and she drank them. <laughs> right. The second lady just flat out said, she was like, yeah, I'm not sure what happened, but I gotta get your samples again. Again, vampires. They just drank them. <laughs> Very overall uncomfortable, the idea. They took your blood, went to their car, opened them and up, and just like shot later. them. <laughs> it was like, hey, I lost your blood. Uh, oh, what? They're like, he's he's a big guy. He's got a lot of blood. Yeah. We'll just but, come uh, back later and get some later. <laughs> right. Um. God, also the most creepy thing was waking up to a person standing over you with a needle who's like, yeah, I gotta take some blood from you. And was like, you don't even work here. Like, who are you? <laughs> Again, vampires. Right. So all that being said, there's already a person who comes and does this. So there's a step in the process that they could, that she could eliminate in the beginning. But one of the enough machines just in clinics very cheaply. And they take your blood right there on the spot, put it in the machine, and let's say 20 minutes could have lab results. Yeah, Corey. But again, I feel like you're missing the point. This is, it was never going to happen because she didn't have the technology to build this machine. Well, no. Yes. And she was already limited. Like those Siemens, those Siemens machines. So about halfway through, one of the companies that does lab testing now is Siemens, and they have a giant machine. It's like the side that's like, the size of an office copier, okay? And that machine does a bunch of lab tests already, but it does it off of a whole vial of blood. So the technology is already there for that point. So if you use that as your jumping off point and then just build smaller, because Siemens is never worried about building smaller because you send it to the lab. That's what I'm saying, like, there was an opportunity for technology, like a pivot point. Oh yeah, I mean, there's always there's always an opportunity to improve. It's just that that, that was, was never her, her goal, right? Her her goal was just from the from the ground up. I'm doing something different, and it's like okay, well, and then from one drop of blood, it basically works out that you can't prove anything. Yeah, because like, especially if you like, it's very. What is it like? It's incredibly likely that the the samples would be tainted because of the skin. Yeah, because of the skin, because of this, that, also the card, also the reader, like all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. Right. But also, more importantly, like you're you're just not going to get good data that way. Yeah. So there was no opportunity for success that way either. And nobody at any point, like, anybody who knew anything should have been like, uh, you can't pinprick a finger and know these things. 
Well, the thing is that people did know, and she silenced all dissent to her. That's what I'm saying is like somebody wrote her a check for you know for thirty million, forty million, fifty million. Like it's at one point their valuation was a billion dollars. Oh um, yeah, and I think that that you know I think that turns to like. Uh... People are like due diligence, and they're like, "Oh, due diligence is is just you not trusting me." Yeah, for sure, and I, and that's the thing is like, that's a really toxic thing that people will throw up in those situations when they're trying to avoid investigation, right? Like, they're like, "Oh, you don't you don't believe in the dream?" It's like, no, I want to see if this works. Right, like, I, I, listen, I will write you all the checks you need if this checks out. And that, to me, that makes that makes perfect sense. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't have a problem with that. When people say, "Hey, well, yeah, let me look into this and let me get back to you," okay, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't understand, but it does go back. So it does make me think about this too, though. Her more than anyone else that they've done these stories on, she's clearly a fraud. The Theranos girl. But like back to the Anna Delvey story, she's waiting on this bank loan for $50 million, like for the whole second half of that show. Mm -hmm. And if she gets it, she's going to start her Institute. If they ever cut her that check and she does start the Institute, she doesn't commit fraud. Yeah. She's basically the only thing they're doing is making like, basically the only thing she got in trouble for is lying about assets she didn't have right that's the fraud part but if the bank gives her 50 million dollars and she does start the institute with it 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 all none of it, it becomes completely irrelevant right because people people all of a sudden would start giving her money for it because they were already wanting to give her money in the first place that was the one that i thought was really interesting because it's like other than like lying about being wealthy she did everything correctly <laughs> and if she got this money she would have totally 100% like been fine right and that's a, that's sort of the weird part that I that I have a bit of an issue with is that yeah cause like the Theranos girl took people's money with no intention of yeah at no point completing. in time was that ever was that machine ever gonna do what it was supposed to do Right. Uh, all right, so let's jump on to a break. When we come back, we can kind of wrap this conversation up and wrap up another episode of Nerd Thug Radio. Hey guys, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, letting you guys know about Dragon's Lair's gaming schedule. Every Monday, they've got Magic the Gathering Commander going on, and on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they have Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I get down on. Uh, Warhammer on Fridays, as well as Friday Night Magic. Every Friday, as well as monthly tournaments. Dragon's Layers, where nerds go to get their game on right there. Luetta and 249. 211-51 State Highway, 249, Houston, Texas, 77070. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Still comes with a side of fries. You know, I'd, I'd buy that. Okay, all right. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe we locked it in there. Maybe that's the one. <laughs> uh, but no, we were talking about the Anna Delvey story and, and the Theranos, and there's another one we work that that Hulu is about to release. I'm going to watch that one too. I'm curious. Um, that one, that one's really interesting because uh, basically it was a uh, COVID is also the reason that they nailed this coffin, but it was terrible to begin with. Well, 
here's of everyone though, he's the guy who gets away with the most because he actually does at one point get a billion dollar buyout. Yeah, he get, he gets the buyout, and also so he's worth a billion dollars now. So everyone could go f themselves on that one, right? Like, right? Yeah, he he's the one that effectively made it on a terrible business practice. Yeah, because he kept telling everybody they were a technology company when they were a real estate company. Guys, it's super important. Office space is going to be the most important thing ever. Here's a global pandemic that basically makes your entire business model irrelevant. Also, here's some of the most expensive real estate in the universe. It's like, well, yeah. hey, guys, turns out we actually have no money. <laughs> well, and, and the crazy part is they paid him a billion dollars. Like, I can't not wrap my head around that. Like, to make him go away cost them a billion dollars. Yeah, because he was like a terrible CEO. He would like drink tequila and like have parties every day at the office, so like no one would get anything done. I don't have a problem with that. I think that's a good leadership method. Yeah, no, I mean like, look, no, different was... leadership works for different people. I Apparently, he's just like the worst. But I mean, he's yeah, he they was. paid him a bazillion dollars. That I was a documentary where they talk about he was spending two million dollars a day at one point, and yeah, that's that's not going to work. I. Like, I don't even know how you do that. Well, and they were talking about that he, uh, if I remember right, there's a guy who, like, there's a guy who gets involved in the WeWork story who basically, like, he makes his name in journalism basically writing gotcha pieces about BS. Like, oh, another shyster comes to town trying to, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, and he says, I can always tell who, you know, who's in it for the wrong reasons based on the jet they buy through the court for the corporation. Mm-hmm. And we work apparently both the biggest private jets in like in the market or whatever. Yep. And the guy was like, that's how I knew. And that is kind of an interesting indicator, right? Like, like if they buy the most economical one because they have to fly around, they have to go to these meetings. And that's one thing people don't get about like that kind of schedule. Like you are pulled in all these different directions and that's fine. I don't have an issue with that in particular. Um, but then when the reality is like you, you buy like a seven thirty seven for you and nine people to fly. It's like, uh, that's overkill. Yeah. You're going to have, 50 people on your private jet that you're meeting of 12 guys right um but no i do think i think the anna delvey story is kind of the sad one right because the WeWorks guy gets his billion dollars the anna delvey though while she is committing fraud lines to the bank if she if they ever would have just caved and given her the loan she would have i mean listen she might have just taken the money to run we don't know but it feels like she would have done what she wanted to do there, which was start the foundation. And then think about this, wrap your brain around this. If she had done that, she would then have the Anna Delvey foundation. And for no reason whatsoever, like she would have become this important, famous person. Yeah. And then there always would be this air. Even real. Well, I mean, that was that was literally what you felt like watching the show. Yeah, you, you know, watching that one, I always, I kept waffling back and forth between like she's she's conning them, and then like sometimes I'd be like, maybe she's not, and then like, no, no, she is, she is. Yeah, no, she definitely was, but 
Yeah, I it's felt like hard. the uh, the friend at the hotel though, the girl who still has her back to the whole thing. Like every time, she, every time Anna finds new money, you're like, "See, I told y'all she had money," and then it's like, "Oh, this was also borrowed money." It's all it's all borrowed money. It's all borrowed time. <laughs> all right, we got we got to wrap up this episode of Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, I do want to mention this. Uh, one of our sponsors was a, was a company called Scorpion Investigations. Uh, I think I mentioned this last time I was on the air. They have gone, uh, the guy who ran the company, uh, I was texting him about renewing his ad. He said, I'm in Poland. I'll let you know when I come back. Uh, I'm I'm 70% sure I saw him on a video that's going viral of a Texan in Ukraine who showed up to fight the Russians. Nice. Very cool. Uh, I'm fairly confident that's him. Um. So, you know, go get him. Go get him, guy. Um, get him, Tiger. Or in the meantime, Scorpion. we do want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure to check out the Adventure Begins Roku channel. Um, and as always, thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us on a weekly basis right here at Nerds Thug Radio. Go to Spotify if you miss anything. Those, those podcasts are dropping every Monday-ish. Uh, you can check those out. And as always, thanks for hanging out. and Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next weekend, guys.